0: 66 and sunny on Main Street. We've gone up two degrees so far this morning. So is Wyndham Airport. They were sixty-one, now sixty-three, dew point of sixty-one after reaching eighty-five yesterday. Bradley was eighty-seven. They dropped down to sixty-four degrees this morning. They're now at sixty-eight. They report mostly cloudy skies at seven o'clock this morning. There are some high clouds out there. I'm not sure I'd call today partly or mostly cloudy, however as uh, they are 2.9 degrees per day above average for the month of July. We had 64 on Card Street, 63 at Mansfield Hollow Dam. Mansfield reported 61 earlier. Stores at 63, now 67. Coventry's up to 66. Ashford, 67. Lebanon, 64. Willington got to 59 this morning, and now 61 with a dew point of 61 after reaching 84 yesterday. Yesterday morning, they were 55, their coldest morning since June 22nd. And wasn't it a nice morning? Hampton got to 60 earlier this morning, now 61 degrees. That was the first totally dry weekend at Bradley since Memorial Day weekend. We did have just a trace on June 3rd and 4th, but every weekend since that time, we have had some wet weather. Tom DeVivo, Mayor of Wyndham, joins us on the fourth Monday of every month to update listeners on town progress in many areas. Our program brought to you by Willimantic Auto and Truck Supply, your Willimantic Napa store, 51 Boston Post Road in Willimantic. We welcome in Mayor Tom DeVivo. Mr. DeVivo, did you have a good weekend?
1: I did, Wayne. Thank you. I had a, you know, great weekend. It was, I did a lot of things, helped to run the house and. Fish from the grandchildren it was really uh it was a, i had a great weekend
0: i want to hear about the bookcase
1: oh I, my wife had me assemble a bookcase that you know one of those things i think is designed by engineers to make uh, men go crazy you know the your wife buys something and you have to assemble it and uh but you never can't lose your temper you just got to go slow and read the instructions put it together then
0: take it apart then put it together again so So how long were we actually working on it, and did you get it assembled?
1: It's assembled, and the doors open and close. It took me a little over three hours, but I did it.
0: Wow, congratulations on that. One story that's been a bit of a buzz in the last couple of weeks has been the thing about the Intermodal Transportation Center, a.k.a. the parking garage downtown. When will people wind up paying to park in that garage? It could be
1: any moment now. Uh, but uh, the kiosk, we have had just some communication problems, electrical challenges with the kiosks, and uh, it just didn't be creating quite the buzz. But uh, I, I don't expect too many phone calls from people saying, "Oh, I didn't have to pay." That's that's horrible. But uh, you know, you still get three hours free in all the municipal lots. Which well,
0: you're, is you're saying people complain because they didn't have to pay? Is that what you said? Yeah,
1: no, I didn't say I don't expect people to, but it seems to become a Facebook uh, uh, discussion. You know, no one's going to call me up and say I didn't ha- didn't have to pay, uh, but uh, we should collect some sort of fees, parking costs, taxpayers' money, parking lots, parking structures, and uh, they're going to get them running. The town engineer explained to us some of the challenges he's had. They'll be running, and it'll be you know, and you can still get a ticket and a. And a flat lot because there's no you know he has a license plate reader and so he'll be reading license plates and uh the gentleman our parking control guy so the surface lots uh are being monitored a little more closely and if you stay there more than three hours you should go down to the town clerk and get a get a, t- get a ticket or
0: get a. and that would include street parking as well including on main street too so technically it's three hours free at all municipal lots. And for the people who've been using those, cause they used to charge before the pandemic, then it kind of went away during the pandemic. And now it's back. Uh, how does it work as far as buying a, a long-term pass?
1: Uh, you go to the, uh, town, you go to the, I was gonna say the town clerk, you go to the, ta- not the tax collector. I think they're called revenue collectors. Now you go to the revenue collector's office and say, you want to get a parking pass. And, uh, They'll sell it to you, and, you know, it's very reasonable. I, I can't recall the price, but it's about a, about 50 a day for seven days a week. That's, you know, that's, I think it's reasonable. and uh,
0: Cheaper than New York City.
1: Oh, yeah, much cheaper. And you can park there 24-7 if you get a pass, so you can leave the car there like, a, you know, if you need to. If you don't have parking at your house, you can
0: leave it there all the time. Tom, are we having a problem with ATV and mini bike owners?
1: We do, and they should be careful. Now, I doubt many of them are even awake at this hour because they seem to be out between uh, ten at night and three in the morning. Uh, but uh, if you know someone that has an ATV or mini bike and they are driving around on the city streets, the Willamette Police will catch them and take that by that uh, machine that. A piece of equipment away from them and then keep them in the impound area at the police station i saw a photo the other day the room is like full we have that many we've we've taken uh confiscate i guess that's the right word and they confiscate them because it's not legal it's not safe to drive a dirt bike up and down the streets uh and especially in the middle of the night they're very loud and It's just uh, an accident waiting to happen. So we are doing a lot for enforcement, and they will catch you. They won't catch you on the street, but they find out where you live, and they'll just be waiting at your driveway when you pull in, and that's it. So beware. We're we're catching them, and we're not going to quit anytime soon.
0: You know, Tom, we have a lot of great things in this town, obviously. The Boombox Parade annually and the Third Thursday Street Fest been a big hit. But, wow, there are a lot of things that have gone on during the warmer months at Gilson Square, at the Shabu Stage, and the most recent was the Latin Fest. That thing was gigantic. Just let the people who didn't go know what they missed.
1: Oh, they missed some great food by Garros, some awesome music. They missed seeing the mayor and council member Rodney Alexander dancing on stage. You know, we're, and then we were down in the field dancing with some of the some of the folks. It was, it was a great day, great food. You know, uh, we have a, a great Latin tradition in our town of people from all over the world that speak Spanish. And it was just the music, the Bomba music was fun. And, you know, a great shout-out to Zamara uh, Capo that uh, is running, that kind of put that together for the town. She did a great job. And all the staff that worked together and i i was just i had a great time and it was a there's a great little uh from garros uh, margarita is cooking some sort of a puerto rican fish fritter i guess it's a flattened fish and they uh they're very good they're something you can't, don't see every day
0: and tom you looked great at the boombox parade back on the fourth of july 20 days ago uh, that big old boombox. How many batteries does that thing take? Oh, geez, well, I for I think it takes sixteen
1: C batteries. So and C batteries are hard to find nowadays. I didn't couldn't get them right away, but uh, you know they only come in little packets and uh, are very common. So, but the boombox spray was really great, you know. And uh, as as usual, we had our dignitaries one thing I didn't I wanna note that on that particular day Susan Bice, which was governor in charge. She was the acting governor that day when she came to the parade. Which is I, I didn't realize that until that day. You know, so but she's doing a great job and I, all the big constitutional officers we had Tong and Scanlon and there's a lot of folks there that was really great. In fact and the Secretary of State, Stephanie Thomas. It was really it was a great event.
0: Yes, I guess that uh, the governor's out of state, which made the lieutenant governor the acting governor for the day. Speaking of Stephanie Thomas, a little educational event involving the Secretary of State.
1: Yeah, she came down the library last about two about a week and a half ago, and uh, I went down, joined her there, and they were she was teaching young kids about civics. And we need more of that. Uh, it was a great presentation. I, I don't think civics is, I think civics, I know civics is taught in the Wyndham School Districts to some level, but, you know, it's a school thing, and they don't really catch on when you're the Secretary of State. She asked questions that even I didn't know, you know, the how does the Constitution of the State of Connecticut work and how does this, is, this is all roll into the into voting and the importance of voting? We have an election this year, and we're hoping we get a lot of people to come out because this year is just a municipal election, and typically during a municipal election, uh, voter, voters just have a lot of apathy and don't come out, and uh, we do want to try get a lot of people to come out to vote because it's very important to get out and vote.
0: And that's one of her jobs, to try to inspire people and to register people as well. And another one of the uh, state officials who was in the boombox parade was Sean Scanlon, the state comptroller. Sean was a guest on my show two weeks ago, and he was also on Let's Talk About It here on Friday with Dennis and Susan. But he also did a tour of local businesses. How did that go?
1: That went—you know was extremely well, well received. Uh, the state comptroller's office is uh, working on a uh, a program to help small businesses with retirement plans because they can't compete in the workforce because it for retirement plans. And if you're going to work for a small employer, chances are you'll have no retirement unless you do it on your own. And, uh, you know, you do need to have some money saved up. And this they, they offer a platform that's it's basically free for the employer because if you have a retirement plan that's through one of the the big investment houses, it costs money, and a lot of small businesses just can't afford that. And so as we went into the small business place after place, we were like, wow, we'd like to have it. And it was great to see that the Main Street Cafe, uh, Wooly Brew with Dave Wollner, had had already signed up to put their employees into this plan. And that was really uh, something because he's a small businessman but then we went to some of the real small places like cupcake Fillet, where there's only one or two employees and they just don't have it and so this was an opportunity to learn and find how to reach out so if you're a small employer with you know less less than 100 employees and you can certainly reach out to the state of Connecticut comptroller's office and sign up it's right on the Connecticut CT website for the comptroller's
0: office And it does seem like a lot of these state officials have been making some trips to Wyndham of late. You touched on the recent visit at the Willamette Library by the Secretary of State uh, Stephanie Thomas. We know that Susan Bicewich makes stops. She was going to be in Wyndham today, as a matter of fact, but that got pushed back to August 10th, and uh, she had something else come up. But she will be back, and she's here frequently. You talked about the appearance by State Controller Sean Scanlon. Is that them just wanting to get out into various towns in the state, or does our local do our local officials, including the mayor? reach out to them to say, hey, come see what's going on in Wyndham?
1: I think it's a combination of both. Uh, but we do reach out to them quite I I personally reach out and say, hey, we have this happening. I always send them events that, that are happening at Jilson. So we're always in the front of them because I'd like to, you know, if they can come and see what's happening at Jilson Square and see some of the great uh, economic activity we're having and uh, revival of a small city. And we're a young a young town uh, with a lot of young people in it and a lot of vibrancy, and they do want to get young people to to come out and support them. So, you know, if they can make it to Wyndham, the, you know, we all keep them apprised. I know uh, Susan Johnson does, and Dennis O'Brien, of course, does. And so, when you're getting bombarded, and this is happening in town. There's this poetry festival here. There's there's this music venue happening. Whatever it might be. The more we keep them apprised, the more they, we're in their sights and they come to visit us. And it's really, it's been an exciting time. It has been.
0: Talk about what's going on with Town Hall, not just the clock, which has uh, been in need of repair for a while, but there's other things going on to renovate, improve, upgrade Town Hall.
1: Well, you know, a lot of people people have been talking about Town Hall and we have a third floor that I know not many people have seen. It's it's kind of, you know, the the ballroom, the ballroom, ballroom is like on the second and half floor, but above that there's a whole courtroom system. Uh, city engineer, we used to be the old city. The city had the third floor and the courtroom, and there's still names on the doors and you've got these big giant ten foot doors. And but the courtroom itself with a jury room and uh, and a, uh, you know, the judges' chambers and all is still there there's even a uh, a law, like a law library there but it's just a shelving is left all the books are gone but I've been removed but it just sits there full of dust and some old records and boxes with nothing in it christmas decorations are up there we're going to clean that area out find a different way to store that stuff perhaps in a public works and remodel and make it like mamar make it more user friendly get the get the bathrooms working up there and we you know it, this isn't a sudden thing we've been talking about it for 20 years uh, we'll also have a new feature with the clock they're going to build an arm all the mechanism all the working mechanism for the clock will be brought down into that I think into the court chambers and uh, there'll be there'll be like a big plexiglass box of you know, people can when they tour town hall can see the workings of the clock on the top. You know, and uh, we we have been talking about this for over 20 years. We've put in the two elevators. The old one was re- remodeled, and the new one was installed to get there. So let's use it now that it's time, and you know we have the funding, and it's really exciting. It's an exciting project, and I hope voters can come out August 1st and support it at a town meeting.
0: And Tom, you got a call about the possibility of colored lights on the clock. Where's that stand?
1: Well, there's going to be LED lights in there, which will save the taxpayer quite a bit of money for electricity. Actually, um, without much effort, they can do different colors as LED lights can. And someone called me with great concern about how we were going to choose the colors. Well, you know, it's it is it isn't a big line item to have colored lights up there and so if it, you know i don't know who's going to choose them i would imagine the town staff will uh you know we'll have green for st patrick's day red for uh valentine's day christmas maybe we do a couple different other colors uh at the same time but uh i'm not so sure who's going to choose them but if people don't like them i'm sure we don't have to turn them on and uh These are small lights now. They're not like big, old-fashioned light bulbs. that cost hundreds of dollars to change. LED lights are bright. And they'll be, you know, it's a very simple thing to change your colors. So I, I think it's going to be an exciting thing, and we'll see what happens once we get them in there, because I don't know what it's going to look like.
0: Well, I got an idea here. Let's take a page from the Empire State Building. Let's say Wyndham wins a state championship. Then you turn maroon lights on in the clock. Let's say UConn wins a national championship. Then you put, like, blue lights on. I know they're not in Wyndham, but still. Let's say Eastern wins another national championship. Well, they've got some blue. they got some red there. They've got two colors there. But you could do what the Empire State Building does and have colors that match after a championship.
1: I concur. We could do a lot of great things for, for all types of events, uh, you know, and— I don't see that it's uh, it's going to be the challenge that uh, some folks think it might be because it really is uh, going to be a great feature to have. And you're right. You look at it's not just the Empire State Building; they have buildings in Harvard that do the same thing. And uh, maybe it will inspire other buildings in Wyndham to have uh, lighting tones when Eastern wins a championship. Or, of course, you know, one of the Wyndham high school football teams could. Or basketball teams or baseball teams or, or girls' basketball can win again, and we can certainly uh, light the town hall up to match up.
0: So the town meeting to talk about the uh, approval of renovating the third floor of the town hall and more is coming up on August the 1st. Tom, really good stuff today. Thanks for joining me.
1: No, and thanks for having me. We'll see you next month, Wayne.
0: So that's right. it's be the fourth Monday of the month. We have Mayor Meeting Monday with Wyndham Mayor Tom DeVivo, brought to you by Willimantic Auto and Truck Supply, your Willimantic Napa store, 51 Boston Post Road, Willimantic. 14 WILI Willimantic, 95.3 FM.